0: Wawa's founding family is being accused of cheating people out of millions, and people are staying in their homes longer. Tune in to Tool Time right now. This is Tool Time. Welcome back. I'm Tom Tool. She's Jess Lyon. Hello. And. Sound like Uncle Leo here from Seinfeld. You might not even get that reference. I don't. Okay. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a shame. That's one of the best shows of all time. Uh, so, we got an interesting show here today, this week. First thing in the news Wawa, the backbone of quick eating in the Delaware Valley and now expanding all along the East Coast. There are some serious accusations against their founding family, the Woods, for cheating co workers former workers out of millions of dollars. What do you think about all this?
1: So it reminds me of something that we talk about all the time, um, all these lawsuits that are coming up against Zillow. Um, I feel like as this company is getting bigger and bigger and it's spreading across the country, people are just going to obviously go after it and want a piece, and that's exactly what's happening here. But reading through the article, it sounds like since they are privately owned, it they're getting away with a lot of crap, it seems like, and it sounds like... Um, they are not doing right by their employees and the employees' eyes or the former employees' eyes. Um, they were, I guess, paid out a lot less than what the stocks were worth at the time. So do I see this going anywhere? Is it gonna have a huge effect on Wawa? I would say not. I mean, they're getting hit with a ton of lawsuits right now. That and you know the, the hack on the database with everybody's credit card information and things like that. But Wawa's number two in the country in terms of convenience stores, I love Wawa. I will not stop shopping there. I, it's, I go there almost every week. Um, but I do see why the employees would be upset.
0: What's the number two ranking based on? Like, where, where does that come up? I have to turn my phone off here.
1: <laughs> Hold, please. I'll find it. We were going to talk about this article.
0: So while you're looking that up, I mean, t- to me, there's a bigger issue here than what happened to their co- to their former workers. To me, the data breach is the thing where there is a total misstep by Wawa because they were not accepting the chip for years. Like This yeah. this was a big deal. And that's one of the things mentioned in, in the news here is it's one of the complaints because people are saying they're cutting corners right now. The theme here is cutting corners, not necessarily this particular piece about stocks being valued differently than what they were paid out because the reality is there was a $25 million settlement in 2018. So people can have sour grapes all they want they accepted a settlement, so that's how things get done. You may not like the result. There's some dispute about the stock's value because we don't we don't know the answer. It's not publicly valued. That uh, there was estimates that in 2009, shares were valued at 2,296 dollars. It went up to 6,940 dollars a share in 2015 when they were forced to sell, and then last spring, so 2019 shares are being valued at $10,419 and now they're saying it might va- Wawa is estimating their own value at $14,000 a share right now. So these are big numbers. We don't know the answers. This isn't public information. They're basing all of this on the index for the S&P 500 stock, but it again, it's not a privately or it's not a publicly owned company. Right. To me the bigger issue is there right now there's a class action lawsuit because Wawa didn't protect their personal data because they weren't accepting the chip. Like, this was crazy to me. When the chip came out, it was a real pain in the butt for everybody, Why right? Did,
1: I don't even know when they got the chip. I Only a few years ago.
0: Four or five years ago. Well, they didn't get it right away. This yeah. has been very recent for them. And they had to pay $1.4 million in August to settle the lawsuit um, about shortchanging general managers out of overtime and wages. So this is what happens when you grow. There's going to be people that come after you are going to want to sue all the time. Right. $1.4 in wages for a company that size? It's not a big number, you so... Do you think they're
1: going to go public?
0: Uh, at some point, I mean, I, I don't know if the Wood family's going to do it. I mean, I, that, that would be From the big the article, question it here. doesn't
1: sound like... I mean, maybe eventually, and that's why they're trying to get all these shares so they have the sharehold, but, I mean, I don't...
0: Well, the reason a lot cares. of companies go public is because they have to pay back their investors, and, and this is okay. such a... I mean, this has been such a family-owned local company that they've built this. I mean, this has been a slow growth. This isn't like some startup that you see that's getting a $5 million valuation on right. an idea, then gets a million bucks in, in, in VC money, venture capitalist money, and then has to give away 20% equity. It's not that situation. Right. So I don't know that it's going to happen anytime soon. I, I mean, it was founded in 1902, and you know, Dick Wood, who's been the board chairman, he stepped down in 2004— and now they have uh, his younger brother, who's going to be kind of taking over, is the plan. So I don't see this changing too much. To me, the yeah. bigger fail on their part was the—
1: Keep it in the family.
0: They, they, didn't, they didn't use the right technology, though. I mean, that, that not using a chip and getting your personal data stolen, that's a major problem. Have you ever had identity theft happen to you?
1: I Actually, have when I was in Boston, and it really, really sucks. So, so why,
0: why does it suck? Like, let's give people a little more. It's because some people haven't had it. It's just because it's,
1: I mean, it's a complete invasion of your privacy, and you don't know what's going to happen to the money that you work so hard for. And you, this, you know, going to a place like Wawa or I was at a parking garage when it happened to me, you, that's something that you routinely do. So then you question about should I be going to this establishment anymore. So, yeah, they need to get on it. And that's, I mean, as companies grow, like Zillow is on it with the technology, I feel like Wawa should be as well with how big they are planning to be.
0: Well, and this wasn't something that was, wasn't was getting adopted by other people. I mean, once the chip came out, oh, yeah. everyone had the chip, and people would get annoyed by it. I'd be more annoyed if my identity got stolen, or there was a personal data breach. I mean, right. this <laughs> stuff happens to big companies all the time. So, uh, you know, th- this uh, it's unfortunate that some of these ex-workers feel that way. They did agree to what happened, so... You can say whatever you want about what the company's intentions are. I also know that when you grow, more people are coming at you with their handout. So that's kind of par for the course here. and That's what happens. I'd love to see them be a little more secure with technology because everyone's paying with debit cards and credit cards right now, and that's where it can really hurt the consumer more than anything
1: else. Right. Now you can pay with Apple Pay.
0: You can pay with Apple Pay, which is secure. There you go. You got that going for you. All right, so next topic – Why are people staying in their homes for so long? So there was a... Now, this has been a a developing story because about 10 years ago, people were staying in their homes about seven years was the average, roughly. Mm -hmm. Now that number's jumped up significantly to 11 to 12 years. And we've seen that happen a couple times in uh, 2013, 2014, and then 2018, 2019. So what's the... And, and the whole thing of, in this article, and I found this really interesting, is that you know because people are staying in their homes longer, what does that mean? What does that mean for the market? How do, how's the, how do, how do real estate agents, how do consumers need to be reading into this information to make really well-informed decisions? Mm-hmm. So what do you think about all this?
1: Well, reading through the article, there was one kind of line that really stood out to me amongst it all, and it was that people are going to move because they need to move. And... I mean, regardless of what the rate is, if it's really low and it's really great, if there is not motivation behind why they're moving, you're going to be stuck taking someone around who is looking for a dream home and you're going to be wasting your time. So motivation is really key behind why I think people move. Um, But also I feel like the stages of life have kind of been pushed back a little bit. And, you know, even even for me, I mean – Buying a home, going straight to that home that you might not be think as a starter home, something that's like a little bit bigger, um, a little bit higher in price range. I think that comes a little bit later down and down the road now, into your thirties. Sorry, I gotta turn my phone off too.
0: So, <laughs> great observation there. In that um, you mentioned people are, are are making a bigger move earlier than they used to because what I what the trends that we're later. seeing happen right now are that so early people are getting married later in life this is this is documented household formation is different in the u.s Mm -hmm. and as a result people are shying away from those first-time home buyers um, like that like that two-bedroom townhome the one-bedroom condo all that sort of stuff and what they're doing is they're kind of going right into that like trade-up move because it's really like four cycles right you have the first time then you have a trade-up and then you go premium luxury and then there's downsize and the softest part of the market right now is premium luxury uh, n- no question about it. I mean, there's tons of data, tons of reports about this all across the country. So they're going right to trade up. So the first time buyer market, there's always going to be people that are that are going there. Right,
1: right. The trade
0: up, there's, there's more competition there where people are going right to that 20-year home, potentially,
1: mm-hmm.
0: versus buying something, then buying something else, then moving up. There's not as many steps involved. And what I also know is that the crash in 2008 was the regard of irresponsible purchasing and a lack of of financial planning in, in the right way where people are like, I can afford it. I can qualify, not yes, afford it, right? Big difference. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're buying homes they shouldn't have bought. And moving also costs a lot of money. Yeah. So you brought up motivation. I totally agree with you there that it's when people need to move, that's when we're seeing a move because it costs so much to move. And if you're looking for that luxury move up, it's going to cost you a lot more money. Now, there's also people out there that move seven times in nine years. <laughs> I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's just what happens. It just looks like the American culture has learned from their mistakes that maybe I shouldn't be moving so much, and if I can stay somewhere an extra year or two and move into the right home that I can stay for another 20, mm-hmm. that's going to save me a lot of money. Yeah. And on top of that, inventory is so low right now, one of the biggest objections we hear is, if only the Nothing right house came on the market. If only I was able to identify the right opportunity. So when that happens... That's going to slow down the cycle because mm-hmm. people sometimes will look for a home for two or three years and maybe look at five of them, right? which isn't very much. I mean, you think about just the time involved with that. I mean, that's like literally like two and a half hours out of two years. I mean, you do the math. So we're seeing a lot of that happen as well. So there are some market conditions here. And because rates are so low, people's payments are really affordable. And these rates have been low for a year or two. A lot of them are refinancing, staying put. And sometimes adding on to their property or, or making some adjustments that make it a little more livable for them. So there's a lot of market conditions that have driven this, uh, is, is what I see, more, more than anything else.
1: Um, I feel like the buyers are really, really, and like you said, they're educated, they're savvy. And I feel like there was this stigma um, where, you know, staying in one place, maybe renting or staying with your family in order to save money was kind of looked at as like, what are you doing? Why are you not out of your house at 25 years old? And that's definitely not the case now. Saving up money and saving for that kind of home that you would maybe move into as your second home, as your first home now, that's really what I see with a lot of the buyers that I work with.
0: What we're also seeing, too, as we move into the decade here, um, is that it looks like there's the opportunity for more move-up buyers because... The U.S. is entering into a, a big patch, a demographic patch of people between 30 and 39. And usually that's when people get married, have kids, they need more space. And so an increase in children means that you know more first-time buyers should be move-up buyers if their home's too small. Um, birth rates have the potential to grow in the next 10 years because of the way households
1: are getting formed. I'm in so, that group. All of my friends are getting married and having kids, so I I see it all around me. It's definitely happening.
0: And what's happening as a result is that there's this this bullish rate, and there's also people that have been older have been staying in their homes longer, too. So it looks like this is kind of poised to maybe move the other direction here. And usually when something gets to a really high number, just like the number of reorders in the country, that means that it's going to go in the other direction pretty quickly. So I, I, I would see that as the forecast for the next 10 years. And we did an, uh, a show about this on uh, Tom's Take mm-hmm. where there's going to be more inventory hitting the market. It's just, like, not right now. So there's a lot of factors here, and we're, we see it every day. So once, once inventory looses up, I'm, I'm clear that, that we'll start to see the that number drop down a little bit because people have another place to go too, which, which is the big challenge.
1: Absolutely.
0: So what well, do we got for motivation this week, Jess?
1: We are talking about... T. Harv Eker. He is kind of like a rags to riches story. He kind of was broke at 27 years old and now he is a business owner and author. He does a lot of motivational speaking. Um, he's really great. I was listening to him talking and he says you need to learn your way to success.
0: So he wrote a book called The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, which I've read and I, 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 like I, a it? while ago. I mean, this was like over 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. it was something that You know, it's one of those books where it tells you, hey, here's how to think differently. Here's how to look at your finances a little differently. Kind of like what we just talked about. This is a good, very uh, timely quote on your part here. Give me the quote again because I want to make sure I get this right here because I do have something I want to go over.
1: You need to learn your way to success. Really easy.
0: So, well, the reason – but the the key there is you need to learn your way because Mm -hmm. you can – I mean, there's a lot of ways you do that. Digest content. Like, success leaves clues. We've heard this before. So, follow people who are successful. Look mm-hmm. at the behaviors they partake in every day. Look at the things they do to move the needle. And if you just copy those things, it's usually going to work out for you, right? What I'd also say is that you're going to have a lot of failures along the way and you need to learn from those too. Because the people that don't get further, you see them same, make the same mistake over and over and over again. Right. Um, I look at the, you know, the, the, the people that, I mean, we see a lot of, we deal with a lot of realtors, so we're right. going to take it there. Well, they do the same thing all the time. They don't have, like, that yeah. consistent, okay, I need to get in the office every day and make my calls and run. the Apple Watch there, very high tech.
1: I am high tech, but she, I have to uh, turn out, learn how to turn it big off. Big time the call there.
0: <laughs> so you, you have to learn from those failures because when you do the same thing over and over again and you're expecting different results, that's not going to get you any more success. It's going to get you the same amount, right. maybe a little less, maybe a little more, but not that, that big jump that a lot of people tend to look for. So I, I see learning from failures and also... Like, digesting content and, and following people that are also successful because it's so easy to find them right now. Yeah. It's not like, it, I mean, I feel like that the world has changed so much in the past 20 years because when I got into business, like, I didn't know about all these, like, people that are coaching and, like, Gary Vaynerchuk wasn't a thing. And on all these other people because you read a book and, and, now some, it's people, everywhere. and some people don't now like reading cool. books, right? Well, yeah. I, I would say success is cool now and that used to not be the case. Right. Especially during the nineteen nineties, when I was uh, in my formula of the years here, so and you
1: were hustling. It I don't out. know about that, but <laughs> I'm just saying
0: it's 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 a little easier well, to find.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because when I was listening to his story today, that's exactly what he did. He was at a place where he was uh, he had no money, and he was like, "Let me look at these people, these businessmen who already did it, and just copy and study and learn exactly what they did." And now look at him. But when I'm thinking about this, you need to learn your way to success. I hear. If you are not where you want to be, uh, there is something that you are not applying that you already learned or you need to go out and get yourself some more education. And once you do that, you are gonna to start to grow and it might not be the most comfortable thing, growth. I mean, it's like a growing pain, right? It's not growing comfort or tickles or something like that. But once you do experience that growth, it's going to get you to a place where you can take what you learn and put that into, um, you know, what you want to do in success.
0: Well, you brought up something really interesting there. It's you have to go out and find people that are doing what you're doing. And, and I would actually say, say one step further is that when you um, – being coachable is part of this. I mean, because mm-hmm. if you're going to sit there and, like, listen to the stuff and you don't implement it, like, you're not learning anything then. I mean, it's, it's great to learn stuff, and you also have to, like, learn how to implement. And that, yeah. that's another key component there because when you give pushback and you tell the guy who's – runs a hundred million dollar company or whatever it is. Well, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Well, then you're not learning anything. So you're not being coachable and keeping an open mind and learning to keep an open mind is really, really important.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know what else I was thinking about this, that when you do start to learn and you're talking about people need to hear it over and over and over again, it, once it hurts you enough, then you will learn and then you will change. So like I'm saying, you really need to dive deep and kind of see what you need to do for yourself in terms of self-education.
0: Good stuff. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, Jess.